Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we watch every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host. My name's Taylor, and I'm just going to be your little guide through the seven circles of this thing that we call comic book television hell. With me, as always, is Ryan. Taylor, it's, of course, great to be here with you tonight. You and I are here every week. And I'm so excited to see which Unnatural 20s host came and provided their time to make up for our shitty, slovenly, lazy other co-people. I am too. With us from the Unnatural 20s podcast is Mike. What's up, my dudes? (laughs) Mike, you're here. Yeah, my dudes. I'm just here. Just hanging out. It's fun guesting on your podcast. Is this your guest character? Yeah, my dudes. He says my dudes a lot. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, Mike, uh, what have you been up to recently in podcast land? In podcast land specifically? Yeah. I've been listening. Oh, you went to that amusement park? I went to podcast land. Yeah. It's, it's some, there's some long, boring parts, but you know you're getting something out of it. And then there's some like wild stuff that's way too loud. Uh, I have been listening to Without Fail by Alex Bloomberg, new interview show. That's pretty good. About how I people failed their way to success. I hate this thing that I started. I hate this thing that I so much... So we're we're talking about superhero television, and we're going to be the proverbial uh, Virgil to their uh, Dante. Dante's, yeah, and we're just going to walk them through uh, all three all three layers and all of the different rings within those layers. You said seven circles of hell, and then you said Virgil, and I was about to scream at you, be like, "It's Dante, you dumb motherfucker!" I realized that I would have been the dumb motherfucker. Yeah, because you haven't read it. You haven't read the divine the. The Divina Commedia. Do you guys want to get fucked out of your asses? Yes, please. Um, right now, when I go to sleep, I am currently watching Frasier. And the last thing I heard before I went to sleep last night was Frasier telling this uh, new billionaire that he would mentor him in the finer things. And he said, I will be the Virgil to your Dante. Oh, oh, I'm fucked out of my ass. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that noise that he made beforehand. Um, because that tells me that like that's what he's into. Oh. I, I understand a lot more about his bedroom activities now. Or it's what the ghost of a goat would sound like. Oh, no. A ghost with a goat sounds more like... Well, that's a ghost with a goat. He was saying ghost of a goat. Oh, yes. I got you. I got you. I think that we might be clairvoyant. Is, yeah, that's fucking weird, right? Because that's two weeks in a row. Because uh, uh, last week or the week before... We mentioned uh, a whole bunch of conversations about falling on rebar and getting mm-hmm. impaled, and then the fucking Walking yeah, Dead that was impaled Rick on rebar. It's so weird that they listened to our show and quickly rewrote a final episode for somebody. I feel like every week we're like slightly calling some major event, and this week the major event is that you watched that episode of Frasier. What we called do- it, <laughs> called it. What we could do is turn off the sixty baby monitors that are on in the studio. And maybe people will start stop copying our shit. I don't know if I can. Uh, that actually reminds me of a movie that I watched recently. Which, Frequency. <laughs> no. Baby Geniuses 3, Monitor Geniuses. And uh, I'm upset because I'm not going to be able to remember the name. It was like Crush or something like that. Torque. It was, yeah, it was Adam Scott's Torque. Uh, it was a movie made right in like the early like 2010s. Uh, when like punk emo bands were still like on their way out, and someone decided right at the tail end of like them being popular, we're gonna make a movie about that, and it's gonna be a horror movie about a fan who like murders people. But like most of the movie is just gonna be like really boring, shitty family drama. Is but- it called Everything Mike Loves the Movie? Yeah, well, yeah. That, we're, we're, did it get filmed at Warp Tour? It it might as well because there have. was a legit like Vans Warp Tour the horror movie about somebody killing all those bands. 
Okay, it's not that. It's not that. No, it was just like a. Let's have a terrible movie, movie night and watch both of these. Uh, I'm fully on board because I didn't know that that existed, and I want to watch it now. But yeah, it was a terrible movie, but I screamed the entire time because a lot of it involves just this dude who like takes his shirt off a lot. Mm. Did you guys and digs a hole? Have you guys ever heard of that uh, motivational speaker who is into that kind of shit? He's always just screaming. I live in a van's warp tour down by the river. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be talking more to Bob later, but before we get to that, we're going to go to the Super Serious Shishy Bullpen. Now we're here in the Super Serious Shishy Bullpen, the part of the show where we just uh, get back and we talk about some other stuff. Uh, this week we're doing a, uh, a very special event because, uh, as some of you may know, our very own uh, Mr. Mike Gravano, co-host of the show here, uh, was just recently wed. He was a... Uh, That's what you're trying to make me talk about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he was uh, very recently wed, and uh, that was an exciting thing for us. So uh, we decided we were not invited. No, so we didn't get to go to the ceremony. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, it pissed us I off a lot, but uh, we'll we... still accept your gifts, though. Well, oh, good. That is good for us because boy, have we got you some gifts, Ryan? Why don't you give him the first gift? All right, Mike. Here you go. This is the first one. What do you think? This is your very own Bebo furry sex costume. Ah! It's half of what I always wanted, mixed with the half of another thing I've always wanted. You just wanted the Bebo pants? No. I love Bebo. I uh, love sex costumes. I love the whole thing. I was I, just saying it in a cute way. Do you see how there's this little holster so you can put your Bobo in the Bebo? You put the Bobo right in the Bebo. And you shake it all about. I guess now the wife should probably see any of these shows <laughs> to know what's happening. Oh, or, no. I explain no? Oh, no, nothing. No, 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 no. Do nothing? Let me ask you this, though. It is one size fits all because mm-hmm. uh, it fits love and big heart. So yeah. is this... And I don't want to get too deep into your boudoir, but do you think that this is for you or her? Ooh. Weirdly enough, because I don't know if this is uh, from the factory, like what they do, or you guys like mix and match because price was different. It does feel like top half is for me, bottom half is for her. Interesting. Which is the best for everybody involved. Yes. So yeah. It covers up your tor- torso. Yeah. Your torso. Yeah, and her borso. Is it there, so? But like... We do need, I mean, I do have a gift receipt. Do you need the gift receipt? No, okay. I think burn that in front of me right now. <laughs> Good. Another thing you're not going to need a gift receipt is for this right here, buddy. What do, you th- what do you think of this bad boy? It's your very own replica prosthetic leg from Punisher's Friend. I, lo- <laughs> I love Curtis. Everybody knows my favorite yeah, uh, Netflix friend. Marvel TV show uh, character is Punisher's Friend, and, and this is a great, I, I love it. it, it it's it looks real. It looks like exactly what he wore. It's it not is. a real. Oh, it is. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, wait, it's I, an actual human leg or the prop from the show? It's well. Listen, it's the prop from the show, which is a human leg, and he signed it, which is yeah. You signed it, or he, well, you I actually mean, listen. I took his hand and put a pin in it, and then I made it sign it. Uh, he was asleep when I got this when I picked it up, but um. So there's no certificate of authentication. I mean, I can make one. Do you want one? I don't. I don't think you're supposed to. You're supposed to already have one made, so I can pretend this. Oh, la di da, Mister Condition. Oh, it's fine. He didn't want to invite us to the wedding, and now he's too good for our gifts. Fine, uh, Ryan. What do you have for him to be unappreciative of? Okay, I hope this one does better. I hope maybe you're thankful at some point in your life because open this one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's your very own Daredevil sleep mask. Which blinds you just like Daredevil, but also makes all of the sounds in the world ten times louder. That is, I mean, gift horse give with two hands. Is right. that what they say? Uh, 
I need so much white noise. Uh-huh. And and the wife That's is sick of the so three industrial fans that I have to try to go to sleep. So I think this will solve a lot of problems. I mean, like, is there a car alarm going off six miles from where you're sleeping? Yes, you're there gonna is. hear it, bud. Yes, there is right now. And I get to I get to do the like the head twitch thing, like you're gonna run and do something, but instead I just punch the wall until I fall asleep. Uh huh. Okay. Well, the wall. The wall. Punch the wall. The so wall. You, okay. Good. And that's not like a cute nickname. Also, this is. It's not just hearing. It's also smelling and feeling. So that blanket uh, that feels kind of good. Uh, now it's ten times as good. I'll I just guess. Come and my smelly ass <laughs> wife would just smell that much worse. Well, hey, then you can come in that beautiful Bebo sex costume. <laughs> we should around. be game show hosts. Yeah, <laughs> we really should. Now, Mike, prepare for your next gift, and I think you're really gonna love this one. All right, open it up. These gifts feel pointed. <laughs> it's your very own. Set of gloves that light up your hands just like flashlight hands from the gifted. Oh, the flashlight hands hands? The flashlight the flash- hands hands. Flashlight. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you cannot turn them off once they turn on, and you cannot control them. They just kind of come on in any random period that you want. Can also, I- we tried to save you some time. We have already turned them on. Please put them on now yeah, and never I- take them off. Oh, that, I was going to ask, once you put them on, can you take them off? No, you cannot. They lock down, and they're also sticky hands, so they're kind of like those little things you get from a uh, coin machine. already covered in fucking cat hair and dirt. Oh, 100%. They oh, are real nasty. You guys had a little fun before We you had to these. test it out before yeah. we gave it to you. I'm not going to give you a defective set of flashlight hand gloves. <laughs> That's, you're a good soul. Why, you wouldn't do that. Of course not. That, this is only the best of the best for my buddy Mike. Thanks. Ryan, what have you got for him? All right. This one, I, I think. Th- it, I like that. I like that packaging. Yeah. This one, I think, is going to take the cake. It is your very own Walking Dead caulking bed. It's the bed <laughs> that cocks tubs and stuff, it shoots cock out. I mean, I love the wordplay of the gift. It uh-huh. seems a little unwieldy to get into those nooks and crannies that you have to caulk. Oh, no. It's got super good aim. You just you lay in your bed, and then like, like from even two houses away, you just <laughs> jump on the bed in the right place, caulk. I don't know if you guys thought about this, but I can start using these gifts in conjunction with one another. So yes. I can put on the Daredevil mask, use the flashlight hands, flashlight hands, aim it at the, where I need to aim it, and then turn down that party from far away by caulking them to death. <laughs> Sure. I get I meant like bathtubs, but I guess you can murder people. <laughs> yeah, of you course. can cock anywhere if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's you know what? I'm gonna come out right now. You cannot cock anywhere because there's some places that you cannot do to plumbers unions, and that's a thing that you should very much pay yeah, attention to. I don't live in those towns. All right, well then you should move to one. They yeah. are the best towns. They are the best. Plumbers union towns are the best towns. Love a good plumber. They do union. smell less like shit than the non-union towns. All right, buddy, open this bad boy up. This is one that's fun. I think for everyone. All right, it's your very own version of the thinker's cap from Flash, <laughs> but it makes you way stupider. Oh, that's pretty good. It's like a reverse Flash, but for the thinker. Reverse thinker. It's the reverse thinker. Or the right? stinker, we yeah. could say. The, the big old stinker. Yeah. And who do you, do you think both me and my partner should wear this, or just one of us at a time? Is I, it permanent? It, it did come in a set. We bought yeah. two, because we're not going to chimp out on your birthday. Of course. Chimp out. <laughs> Chimp out. Birthday. Yeah. We're not gonna what are we here for? The, the, the wedding is like a birth of a, a new unit uh-huh. yeah. of two people. Yeah. It's and, like and a, the birth of a union. A, a plumber's union. Exactly. Just like a join bend. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I do what I we appreciate. We, we were glossing over the, the beautiful wrapping paper you guys have created that it is, look, uh, homemade but not in a bad way, that it seems to be you three 
Taylor, Ryan, and Greg who did not go in on these gifts. No, he's there. He's boycotting. He's just he's well, he's on the wrapping paper. He's verklempt. Uh, yeah. He can't speak right now. And it's just you three in like negligees looking very saucy. And I like that. Mm-hmm. That's the best gift of all. Oh yeah. So maybe be careful when you open it, because this wrapping paper needs to be saved. You okay? should have said that five <laughs> presents ago. Yeah, you really I well for the next one, you really need to tell Save, it Yeah, you only need one to frame. Yeah, Ryan, give him this and please, Mike. Pay more attention to the wrapping paper on this one. Okay. Yeah. Be careful. Okay. Um, this, I think, is the coup de gras. Maybe we have more presents, but, and you are picking up on the theme. You can use all of these at the same time, and it's a sexy time to mm-hmm. use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is a big one. Mike, Mike, please be careful. Please, you're, a, you're an animal. You're a monster. He's just, he's just, he's just tearing at it. He's clawing at I it. I use my teeth. Do you like it? I love it. It is a life size Constantine smoking statue. That constantly pumps tobacco smoke into any room you want. Of course, you're going to use it in the boudoir. In the boudoir. And fill that shit with cigarette well, smoke. Everybody knows, like, hazy when you can't really see and your eyes are kind of burning. That's the sexiest, most romantic way to boudoir it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you get, uh, if you're sick of your significant other, you can look at. It's, like, very lifelike. I could just stare at Matt Ryan's mm-hmm. face. Oh, so this, I want to be. I couldn't see it from my angle. So this is the Matt Ryan Constantine and not Keanu Reeves. This is not film Keanu Constantine. This is not Keanu Reeves, the third Reeves to play Superman. This is uh, Matt Ryan Constantine. Uh, and I have hired also, this is part of the present, um, a vendor to come every week and refill it. So it doesn't matter. You keep pulling out those cigarettes. Yeah, they're just going to keep coming out and they light immediately. And they are my favorite brand. Sure. Virginia Slims. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you come a long way, baby. I wish that Virginia Slims was the name of a rapper, but it's not. But you know what is a rapper? Lil Baby? This, this, Lil Baby and this wrapping paper. Uh, here, open this open this bad boy. I think this is going to be the one that I think you're going you're gonna to show off to your grandchildren. All right, what do you think? It's, I, I have no words. It's, it's too beautiful. It's, I, I, it's just, there's so much, you guys put so much thought into all of this. There's... I feel like maybe I should invite you to the wedding. Just it's so thoughtful. Maybe there's so much love in this room. But you can cry over that while you look over your brand new book of the beast. That's right, baby. I've got you the book with all of the names of every witch that's ever signed their name to the Dark Lord, and you can sign your name right there, right now, if you I'm, want. I've got the knife. We can do. This I feel real like quick. That's something I really think you need to do. This. My wife and I need to do together. No. Oh, no, no, no. look who's oh, whipped oh. now. I think we only can legally sign our name when the other one's in the room. Taylor and I are totally going to do it after you do it. Yeah, but you are not my wife. No, but I I'm never want to hear that again. You <laughs> I'm never sorry, that said that. That was the most hurtful thing I've said. That was, I, <laughs> I, I saw like this knife that I have in my hand that I'm going to use to slice your hand. You, mm-hmm. you just hand your hand over. I'll, I'll do that to get the blood on there. I, this knife, I felt like punged right into Ryan's <laughs> heart when you said that. It's normally something she says about you, so it was weird to say it. And remember that Mike has that thing, uh, that one disease, instant scab. Yeah. So we're going to have to cut and cut and cut and cut. Just keep on cutting. Oh, and that is the slogan for my 2020 uh, political campaign. Keep on cutting. Also, if, you, if I may, it has been a while. I know I'm technically, quote unquote, not your wife, but it has been a while since you've given me a good pick sesh where uh-huh. I just get to dig in on those scabs. So can we do that later? Yes. I'll recycle them. I'm scabbing uh-huh. up. Well, yeah, you should. I'm truly repulsed well <laughs> stab the scab mike did you like your presents i you guys are the best friends and yeah the next time i get married i will definitely invite you so we don't have to do this again good we've got plans in the in motion so i love that'll this, happen real soon i love this premise where uh two people who weren't invited got you eight presents 
as opposed to reality, uh, half the people who were invited got you no presents, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is how weddings usually work. It's a good time. That <laughs> is it for the bullpen. Now we're going to move on to talking about the very, very climactic episode of The Walking Dead. In the fifth episode of the ninth season of The Walking Dead, Rick pulls himself off a of rebar and shambles along just slightly faster than two zombie hordes as he drifts in and out of consciousness where people from his past ask him, what's your wound? Before telling him to wake up right before a zombie gets him. Meanwhile, Maggie goes from definitely killing Negan to not killing him because that would be too kind. Daryl grunts and Trash Lady uses a walkie-talkie. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Were the dream conversations an effective tool to show how far Rick has come through the series and what's your wound? Well, my wound, I think, was this episode because I hated it. It's okay. I'm going to say You goddamn dirty liar. I, I was no, 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 Son of a bitch. That not only you. was this the best run of The Walking Dead, but possibly anything AMC has ever put out ever. No, no, no. Shut your fucking mouth. Mad men, go to hell. No, Breaking no. Bad, you stink. Here's what happened. You two got fucking bamboozled because the one episode of this entire fucking season that you guys watched is the one that was written and directed by the guy who did seasons four through eight. Four through eight of what? Did he ask- Some dumb TV show, the worst on television. Ray what? Donovan? Oh. Low Winter oh. Donovan? <laughs> fucking got him. No, okay. I will, I will say, I was fucking let down by this episode until the very end. We will talk about that later. Okay. Uh, uh, but going back to your first thing, I, don't, I always think that this is a hack move. Like, even yeah, in great this, shows, Sopranos mm, would do this. This wasn't good. And it was, it was the worst episode of like, The Sopranos. This was a hack move done terribly and boring and pointless and uh they all led to different things and i didn't understand what the point was it it felt very turkey dinner uh from fear the walking dead (laughs) and not in a good way yeah uh it it really was it felt like uh i understand what they thought they needed to do with this episode but it felt like they either needed to commit all the way and the whole thing is is dream sequence or not do that at all or or have each dream sequence have a different goal not what actor can we get because right. if you're going to start doing this who's important it's really fucking weird that he didn't dream up glenn or carl right. why the so, fuck is sasha there and we don't have a fucking glenn scene or Lori? or Lori? yeah it's just they here's the actors we yeah. can get and also to Literally every time, after the first one was wake up and there's a zombie in his face, I went, wouldn't it be funny if that happened every time? And then it did. It did. And not because Walking Dead likes to be a cut-up show and isn't this hilarious. That they was- just thought of nothing fucking else. It worked for me one time, and it's only because I'm so up uh, Frank Castle's butt at this right. point. And so I was like, oh, remember when Charisma was on this show, even when it's like dangerous Charisma? So, yeah, I like... Like, Shane is one of the more engaging characters on the show. But, yeah. like, that's such, first of all, low bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, uh, the, the type of guy that Shane is, I'm so tired of. Between the time that Shane died on the show and today and everything that's happened in the world, his, like, uh, toxic masculinity, laugh at everything, like, you're a pussy no matter what you say, he was intolerable for that scene. And I just miss that smile. I like that smile, and Frank Castle doesn't get to smile. Yeah, uh, and we already got that talk between young Rick and old Rick because young Rick in the hospital bed was like, "You're an asshole." So we already got that version of different yeah. people need to tell him different things. Also, Rick's dying, and everybody sees different things when they die. And this is like the fucked up. What's wrong with Rick as a character? Everybody, all these ghosts in his life and his memory, what they say is, 
you're doing the right thing and you've oh, even Shane was like nah you're doing what you got to do you've never fucked up that's and what and, what arc is that and that feels like such a betrayal of like the most like all this run up to this point is th- his story leading up to this has been like I'm doing this thing just because I think it's right, but I could be wrong. And everyone else has very valid points that they are making. And I just made a decision. And then they just threw that all out the window to do this fucking episode because they were like, uh, we're not going to have Andrew Lincoln anymore. It like, it was, it made me, furious. which is what he said to the show. He's like, you're not going to have Andrew Lincoln anymore, <laughs> yeah. but he did it. He didn't say it. he just wrote on a bunch of fucking poster board and they went, what, what, what's, what's happening? It's Cause there's two roles people know you from fucking move on. Yeah, it Love was, actually. Watching this episode made me f- made me furious just from a viewer perspective because I was like, "This is hacking like not good," but also furious just because I know this is the only episode you two are gonna watch, mm-hmm. and it made me furious and because it betrayed everything that I felt about this show. But the whole point that the the is there three, the yeah. three ghosts of Christmas uh-huh. whatever that came to him of zombie past. What they were saying was. Uh, you always do the right thing, and right now the right thing is to die. Were they just like giving him the green light? Green light. I think th- no, because then they would never say wake up. Yeah, I but think they were was trying to say keep going. Yeah, I think it was to blow up the bridge. I I think it was. That's the other thing that I don't like about this episode is that it didn't quite like it didn't really tie together thematically. Like, what are they telling him to do? I had right. no idea. I I do think th- what they were trying to do was hey. Like, your goal from the beginning was find your family. The rest of your family's dead, but these people are now your family. You found them. You're good. You made something. Carry it on. And there is a moment where, because the end of the episode is him going towards the bridge, and then he's going to, like, try and wash them out, because Daryl mentioned that And him and Daryl had gotten a big fight about the bridge. Rick Rick did not want to blow it up, and Daryl did. Yeah, because... uh, like that was the entire these past four episodes have been them trying to bring all of the communities together to build this bridge and the bridge sort of became like a symbol mm. of their future. The and so, bridge? Yeah. Wow. So Rick was like, I'm not gonna like break this because it's like it means something to me. And that was another moment where he's like, Pragmatically, you should just do this, but like Rick is Rick, so he doesn't want to. And and so if the ghosts if the if he arced better, if the show did a better job, that would have been an emotional moment when he finally listened to Daryl's grunting and blew up the bridge. Right. But other than them like crying at each other while he did it, it did not crying no. at each other is a good it way to do it. Did not do it. And everybody cried like they couldn't get to Rick, but they were at no point it looked like they were on his side of the bridge anyway, that they could have just walked around and then picked him up after that. I, I think they were on the other side, but it like they didn't block that correctly. The one moment that in that whole sequence that worked for me was when the bridge was holding, and he was like, fuck, this thing is going to hold. And I thought that was an interesting thematic thing. I was like, that's how he should die, is these zombies should get him because the thing that he built he was built good. He built it very good. Yeah, I thought that, that was going to be interesting. That does check right. with so much of the show. And, and, and... Do you know what's bullshit? Is right before that, he had a dream. His last dream sequence was of the thing that also happened. So it's weird to pull the ripcord on the real emotion you want of everybody coming to save him. Right. Three seconds before they actually come to save him. It, it, it ticked me off so much. And that I think it was just exactly, it painted all the things that I hated about Scott Gimple's run running this show. Oh, so this was by the Gimp. 
Yes, this was by the Gimp. He, I don't think he directed this episode, but like the the same guy who like worked with him directing mm. like all of the big episodes through his run, and he and Scott Gimple wrote this episode. And he's not gone. He's just the Godfather of all the Walking Dead averse right. now. And, well, he's not now, gone. He's just forgotten. Can we talk about the trilogy of Rick movies right. we're about to get? So he's now in charge of the Rick movies. Rick in a helicopter, just flying yeah. around the country, uh, like, and Trash Lady. It's what knowing that Scott Gimple is in charge of those. I don't give a shit about those movies. Like, and I, we cover comic book TV, yeah. not comic book TV movies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I want to make that clear right now. Yeah, just fuck those movies. Let's I, go to Patreon for and, that. And the thing I'm most upset about, I think, is that they're getting rid of Jadis, who had started to become an interesting character who I was interested in, and now it seems like they just used her as a tool. Which, that? Oh, that's a helicopter lady? Yeah, that's yeah. trash lady. She, she likes putting letters on storage bins? No helicopter. This isn't an A. It's a B. That's that lady. Yeah. yeah they still have not explained what she an A is. She can speak in sentences now, so that's cool. I, I think supposedly an A is like someone who's been infected because she was going to infect the uh, preacher, and but a B is someone who's just wounded who like could be strong. I don't know. It, they haven't explained that, and I don't want to watch the movies to find out. But and, Airwolf knows what's up, so yes. Airwolf can figure it out. We had a time jump already, right? Yes. So the, It's the, been a year and a half. Yeah, the beginning of this episode, this season was a year and a half, and then I think there was like another month time jump. We're about, and we're about to get like a five-year time jump, because Judith, so, who was a baby, yes. is now a badass with everybody's tools. That's and, the part I am fucking psyched for. I... Before we get to that part, let's just real quick talk about how that trash lady thing that I didn't really understand. Um, such, like, you guys built this thing up that Rick was gone, and even with the movies, mm-hmm. like, you could have the movies and then have this scene, the first part of the first movie, yeah. but this was such a blue ball bullshit. And then the next thing I thought was you, Taylor, who uh, not only did this episode suck the first yes. time that we've watched it this season <sighs> uh, and makes you look like a fool, but also everything that you were enjoying is potentially gone because of another fucking time jump. Mm-hmm. Well, no. See, the time jump I'm actually psyched for because I feel like they closed, essentially closed off Rick's moral arc in the episode before this one, and that was like a great episode that I loved. So I'm fine with Rick being gone. Get him the fuck out of here. Now I'm excited for... I think what they've done is they fixed the problems that they were going to run into with the comics because the comics are sort of leading toward like, Carl should probably be like the protagonist eventually, but they were like, we've got this shitty kid. What are we going to do? Fucking kill off Carl. And we have Judith, who wasn't, isn't in the comics anymore. Let's age her up, give her all of the aspects, give her, make her like a tiny ninja cool cowboy. Carl. And, and then the part that a lot of people have been talking about is the Negan-Carl relationship is from the preview. I don't know, because yeah. the, the end slipped right into the preview for we're going to mm-hmm. get. So yeah. I don't know what happened in this episode and what was... Which all came out like, like an apology. Weird montage. Like, yeah. uh, if you guys watch that, here's what's happening in the next three episodes. Uh, but Judith and Negan are going to have a weird, yeah. cool thing from the comics, it looks like. Uh, Which I'm excited for. It, it, But it's that feels so foolish, because these are the same people, and they did this. So yeah, you can edit together anything to look cool. Well, no, see, here's why I'm excited. I understand why people who just watched this episode would be like, this is dumb bullshit. This is not just dumb bullshit. This is in a show that I do not like. Yeah, one of the worst episodes, if not the worst episode I've ever seen. It made me furious, but it I understanding that Scott Gimple came back for this episode. I'm like, okay, this other team has done well for four mm. episodes, and I understand like they jumped ahead. Now they're going to tell the story that they want without like they clearing get to, the deck using yeah. characters they want to use. They get to use the characters they want to use in the places where they want to get them. They laid the groundwork for the last four episodes. I think this next half season is going to be good. An, a weird thing bringing the real world into this is uh, this was also Maggie's last episode, mm-hmm. but fucking zero send off. 
Wait. And oh, yeah. It's like when, uh, uh, who was it, like, Bill Hader's last episode was also Kristen Wiig's last uh-huh. episode of SNL. Sorry, so, bud. Yeah, you just don't get shit. Uh, I do think that Maggie is going to become, like, irregular. Like, she will be yeah. in two episodes. Pooping of, sometimes, yeah, but just, other times can't. But, yeah. Which is how, uh, that should be regular, actually. You should only poop sometimes, Mike. <laughs> don't always be pooping. Um, and also, in this last ten minutes where we set up uh, Judith, uh, the queen of the village, apparently. Um, we, did you guys also notice who was in that group? Uh, once and maybe future comedy king Dan Fogler, who was like uh, he was like supposed to be the Jonah Hill of his generation, star of such hits as like that ping pong movie and oh, Take oh, Me Home yeah. Tonight. Do you remember was, that guy? She, that's yeah. So they, she saved this new group, and I was like, I reckon, yeah. He he was also in the Woodstock movie, mm-hmm. uh, all the Taking movies. It's so. What's happening? Uh, a new character because he's a he's a name ish. So, he, but like yeah. he he's not a name. It's a weird thing because he's too famous to just take a lame role on Walking Dead, but not famous enough. It's weird. I don't know what's going he's on. He's the new Rick. We're almost out of time, but really quickly, how did you guys feel about the confrontation with Negan that Maggie had? So much bullshit. I think there's so much lead up to that. Her and Michonne did not have nearly enough a long enough conversation to what it would actually be. And then Michonne was like, I don't give a shit. Go kill him. Oh, right. yeah. She just gave up. Uh, but Maggie's not in a way Maggie. that was cool enough. Like, no. that could have been a cool moment. Like, you, I disagree with Rick. Please go kill him. Yeah. And then the Negan thing is, I, I couldn't decide if this is a where the character would arc towards or also just betrayal of who we've built up for him to be. They have been sort of building to that turn like it wasn't nearly as drastic as this but in the last episode like he had a moment where he was like where like he like he was trying to goad michonne into mm-hmm. a similar thing and he's like where and she was like no and he's like where's my bat and she just told him that they left it and mm-hmm. like because his bat is like his tie to the world he like he started crying over that bat and we saw him try to commit suicide bashing his head into a wall but now we know that it's because the bat is has the same name as his wife right right, right. Yeah. it's less ridiculous than we thought last week it's less week. ridiculous but my biggest problem well, i didn't think about the bridge thing how the communities tried to bridge to each other by building a bridge yeah. that's typical walking dead writing in this scene we get maggie saying over and over again Come into the light, Negan. Come into the uh-huh. light. As if she just wants to see his face, but really she's like giving the character notes. That's some Walking Dead hack shit. Bullshit. And yeah. also, he closed his own cage door. Yeah. <laughs> it, at least have her close it because if the Negan we've grown to hate and love, uh, if he wants her to kill him and he says, please do it and is weeping, he should And she her. says, no, attack her. Exactly. Don't close your own door. It's, Idiot. It, it just it fumbled everything that the last four episodes have tried to work up, and but I'm furious. If that's Walking Dead hack, like that sort of writing that has seen good writing but isn't capable of it, then basically what that will mean is that he's now going to revert back towards old Negan. He's closing his own jail door. Now, mm. like, he's not going to grow, or he's only going to grow very little, but he's going to go backwards a lot because he shut his own door. He's going to go back into his cell. He's going to walk out of the light. The show sucks. <laughs> I like I like the show, but this episode was one of the worst I've ever seen, and I'm very upset that this right. is the one you guys watched. It's so hard watching your friend just stay in an abusive relationship and be like, I know this weekend was rough for all of us, but I swear to you, next weekend will be great. I know the first two years of the Trump presidency were kind of wonky, but... But this time... Ugh, guys, Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Please give it a little bit of another shot nope. next week. It didn't nope. mean to do what it did. <laughs> It didn't mean it. Tried to. Look, it just gets angry. It had a hard day at like work. I know it. That's all, the, that's all the time we have for my therapy session. Now we'll move on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every show that didn't betray me this week. 
Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Starting off for us is Supergirl. On this week's episode of Supergirl, Alex asks Lena and Brainiac to team up and help Supergirl. Meanwhile, John discovers new ways to help his fellow aliens after running into Manchester Black, or should I say, Manchester Black. And that. Oh, what, what? You should always say Manchester Black. Mary Poppins! Do you want to fight a Manchester Black? I feel like, I feel like this is racist in some way, so I'm going to bounce out of there. Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? I do. Uh, my moment of the week is when Supergirl was in a ton of trouble, and she had no idea like what sort of uh, opinions. She was fighting the uh, pop culturist, and she was like, what would my opinions be? Because that's the only way you fight that person. Uh-huh. They're all like, Avatar is my favorite movie. and It is. You need- well, actually, Avatar 2 is going to be quite good. <laughs> Wait, yeah, your opinion is that... Prediction. Uh, so she had to fight that person with pop culture opinions, and so she went to yourpopfilter.com, where she got all of that and so much more. Uh, yourpopfilter.com. Supergirl has such good taste, and she's also on Mondays on The CW. Your next show this week is Titans. On this week's episode of Titans, Robin and Starfire try to track down Rachel. Meanwhile, Beast Boy ends up taking Rachel to the house of the next DC streaming service, Doom Patrol. Can you guys say... D-Synergy? D-Synergy. You can say it. D-Synergy? I want D-Synergy. Yeah, I think we can say it. Yeah. I love the idea of very open backdoor pilots of, let's go visit my friends you've never heard about. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like that time when Lost went to marry with children? Yeah. Have you met my suburban household neighbors? Do you have a moment of the week for a bit? Yeah, my moment of the week was when they went to the Doom Patrol house. They had to pay a fee to get in, and the only way was to go to uh, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and join the $5 tier. That gets you a bunch of stuff, including uh, admission into the Doom Patrol house. Yeah, we do call the $5 tier the Doom Patrol. And (laughs) I I love how- We should change that. It's not the Doom Patrol lair or headquarters. It's just a house. It's It's where we all hang out. We're not superheroes. It's a house. Yeah. Uh, Titans is on the DC Universe and eventually Doom Patrol 2, I'm upset to say. Next up is The Flash. On last week's, this is last week, because... Yeah, we, there was a wedding, and yeah, listen... Yeah, fucking wedding, messed we had up our schedule. Taylor and I had to sit home and not be invited, so we weren't able to... And don't record without me! On last week's episode of The Flash, Barry and Iris face the ultimate parenting test when Team Flash battles Spin, a savvy millennial armed with Metatech and a dangerous agenda for their daughter, Nora. Meanwhile, Ralph feels defeated until an unlikely source issues a challenge to help boost his confidence. I feel like I should watch more of The Flash. It's really up your alley, and I mean that insultingly. I, that's the only way you say anything to me. Barry and Iris are like 28, and Nora's like 22. Shouldn't they be able to talk to each other? Or get a threesome on, goddammit? Or get it. a threesome. It's not incest if she's from the future, correct? That's, that's what I keep trying to tell everybody. <laughs> I'm Okay, do you have a moment of the week? Marty McFly rules. Yeah, my moment of the week, I, I kept it hidden, but uh, the thing that the challenge that Ralph faced to boost his confidence was he wasn't sure how to buy things online. So oh, he yeah. went to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon, made that his bookmark, and he was able to buy everything he wanted for the same low price of Amazon prices. He really stretched his wallet. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. That's a good one. I really enjoyed what that, What the Mike? fuck? If I said that, <laughs> you would have slapped me in the goddamn face. <laughs> Mike's good at jokes. <laughs> the Flash is on Tuesday nights on The CW. Your next show this week is Arrow. On this week's Arrow, Ollie is taken to level two of the prison, where a psychologist who's probably the demon Ollie's looking for gets real fed up with Ollie telling him the truth and then tries to get Ollie to admit his dad was a bad guy. 
which he was, but the guy is pissed Ollie won't cave after like two days of quote-unquote therapy. He's just way up his butt too quickly. Yeah, Meanwhile, they, sorry, go ahead. Felicity convinces Agent Watson and Dinah to help her and Renee break into the CDC to set a trap for Diaz and two of the longbow hunters. Only two because Felicity has captured the silencer and is torturing her while everybody, even evil Laurel, tells her that shit's fucked up and in the future there's some puzzle bullshit nonsense taste buds I ask you this. Is the moral conversation between Laurel and Felicity using the background of these characters in an effective way or does it come off as soap opera bullshit where each character only does what the scene requires of them? Well, I thought the most confusing part was when she tried to teach Felicity about going down on people and like the wrongs and rights. Like Laurel being moral about oral is just hard to listen <laughs> Jesus to. Christ. Jesus Christ. I love Laurel's oral morals. <laughs> um, so what? Do we buy new Laurel? Is that your question? New Laurel and new Felicity. D- 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 does, this, does that conversation make sense? Or are you like, ah, you just need that character to have a fight right now? I know that the writers need to have them do something. And that's not making me as angry as this show and other shows have typically. Mm-hmm. So I would say good. Like, that yeah. is damning with faint praise. But it was leading the witness. I wanted to say, fuck that so I could yell at you. I, I thought... In the past, these two actresses are people we've rolled our eyes at hard, but that conversation about torture and who was on which side of it, uh, I thought was really well handled. And I bought because they both were like, they didn't show all their cards. They weren't like, here's exactly why I'm here. They both shaded enough of their conversation with the reasons that I was like, yeah, I like all of this, that you are now the closest allies that this show has. And, and if, they, if they took six episodes to make them foils in like an uh-huh. organic way, we would have complained about that. Right. They skipped the six episodes. Uh, they, the writers made them take leaps that were uh, weird. But then, I don't know, I, I enjoyed the conversations, yeah. and I enjoyed finding out more about one because of the other, mm-hmm. which I think is what foil means. And that the Renee and her conversation was a step towards that. Like That was a do-the-same-thing-again-in-a-way-that-works-because-these-are-different-people, and the show has colored them enough to be different people because they all have different backgrounds. And Renee's daughter at this point is like, fuck the law, be a vigilante. The problem is that Felicity, despite being different, her true north remains the same. Uh-huh, annoying. They, yeah, they, uh, there's a lot more work to do with Laurel, and they're not exactly doing it. Right. Do you guys have moments of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is so in the background, background. of There's a lot of stuff happening this episode. Uh, there's these people, for some reason, only duct taping hand grenades together there's never just one hand grenade or hand grenades placed next to each other they only duct tape even though explosions do not get bigger uh because they're doing an insurance scam they're blowing buildings up in the glades and then buying them for cheaper uh which is normal cops can figure that shit out but not on a comic book show though they're doing it to a movie theater and one of the guys uh one of the bad guys because there's a team of them is in the movie and before he like he's the watch guy he's just has a popcorn and a Pepsi, and he's fully enjoying the movie before he has to blow it up. And I love, he was just like into the movie when he saw Renee check it out. He was like, ah, like put the popcorn down. Now I gotta be a bad guy again. That was, this is my moment of the week, too, because he has this amazing ability to watch this normal guy walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the movie theater aisle, mm-hmm. Captain Wedding, not like Ooh, whatever you're Captain thinking. Captain Wedding. I, I, don't, I don't like that you've given him a rank. <laughs> One day you will be Admiral Wedding. Skipped right over private. He doesn't know what Mad Dog looks like under the mask. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he sees him, he's like, uh-oh, we got trouble. <laughs> he talks into his collar, which there, there is no walkie-talkie. He just says into his collar, fucked. <laughs> we got trouble. And then, yeah, puts that popcorn down before the gross-out limit. You know, everything of popcorn has this level uh-huh. where I can't eat anymore or I'll throw up. That guy wanted more popcorn right. and couldn't get to that level. I wanted him to stand up and just pour it down his throat while walking towards Renee. Arrow is on Thursday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Sabrina. 
This week on Sabrina, Father Blackwood shows up to assuage Sabrina's fears about giving herself to the Dark Lord. He promises her her freedom and the ability to leave whenever she wants. In the meantime, she joins with the weird sisters to terrorize some boys for bullying Susie and gives them erectile dysfunction. (laughs) When she arrives at her baptism, she learns that Father Blackwood misled her about her freedom and decides to bail on the ceremony, which pisses off the entire coven. Gentlemen, I ask you this... Would you give yourself to the Dark Lord if you were in like a weird, uh, creepy situation? For like for for all the like all the explanations and exposition, which this show has a fuck ton of in these first two episodes. Yes. Uh, at no point does somebody ever just plainly say why it's good to be a witch. Uh, well, no. There's people who say uh, lots of power and yeah. immortality. Or- but I guess they never say what that means. And when she's like, "But I have to give up every relation I have," they go, "But it's great." Like I guess you could say, and I think this is giving the writers too much credit. This is just how adults talk to teenagers about fucking everything. Right. I, no, I think that's really, I think that's a really good point. Even if it is giving the writers too much credit. And the other thing too is that I think that there's certain groups who uh, hunt down for their soldiers sociopaths. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that sociopaths wouldn't have a problem. You know, ruining relationships or giving up some of their free will for this, whereas Sabrina may not be a sociopath. Right. It seems like she's not. I yeah. do. I do like Father Blackwater. Father Blackwood. Blackwood. Uh, gross nails. So you know he's evil. Uh, him telling her all religions are performative, like that, yes. just ringing a true note. But he he laughs when she says, "Isn't this evil?" But has a real fucking anti boner when she says when he calls the devil the devil. He's like, "Let's it's the Dark Lord. The <laughs> devil is trademarked." Come on. Who we did get to meet. We did see. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys impressed by Sabrina's devil? Is he more impressive than Preacher's devil? I, I like his look more than Preacher's devil, because Preacher's devil is very, like, I, we just knocked off Hellboy. <laughs> I do want to see this devil have to do bureaucratic paperwork. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that is terrifying. I will say, like, I I thought the last episode was okay. I probably, on our, last, on our last podcast, was more up, because that's what happens when you hang out with Taylor. Uh-huh. Like, he's infectious. This episode I thought was spectacular. I thought it was Good. 10 times better, and I had way less of the exposition problems mm-hmm. uh, that you seem to, and it was funnier and scarier. The first episode said, we could be funny, we could be scary. I thought this one was way better. And, and the first episode, I think, had so many problems, and it's weird because it's not coming out once a week, but it had stuff that like they should have hung more of a lantern on. When she went into that maze, there was just a sign that said Old Tree, and they never talked about it. That felt like the prop master forgot they were supposed to put a real sign at some point there. Oh, I fucking loved that Old Tree sign. That was dumb as shit, and not in a fun Riverdale-type way. Oh, that no, I thought it was bad. absolutely in a, in a dumb it Riverdale way. It was bad. I thought it was just the little, I, little sprinkle. I think they're relaxing more. The ants are growing further apart in an interesting way. Like uh, murder? Like yeah. murder. But, like, and also, like, in the, their perspectives, like, Aunt uh, British Pam kind of agrees with Sabrina about some stuff, but doesn't know how to say she's a hundred years old and a seventeen-year-old has good points. Like people, and it's th- those two aunts are conservative versus liberals. Like right. I have my own thoughts. I think that they're good. I have no idea how to say them or battle for them, so I'll just get hit in the head with a <laughs> shovel and die. Yeah, but it, it, they're relaxing into some of the fucking stupid batshit stuff. Yeah, where are we at with uh, what's his name Herbert Harvey Harvey? Harvey. Still personalityless. That bugs me. I don't yeah. know why she would fight for him. Like the whole thing is like she likes her friends. She loves this guy. I like her friends. I get Susie right, uh, and her best friend, whose name I do not remember. Uh, Boozy. Susie and Boozy make sense to me. They have clear personalities and goals and differences and things they're interested in. But Harvey is just a fucking chud. And I know in high school, 
all the dudes are just fucking chuds, but he is a chud of a chud. They really, I feel like they gave Harvey, and maybe this is an equality thing, they gave Harvey the treatment that most shows would give, like, the girlfriend character, where, like, period, like you don't even get a hint of his personality until, like, episode three or four, and then it's all wrapped up in, like, Oh, he has like a family that he likes. But we would like, complain that's... about that too, right? If yes. the genders were, we would. We have. Yes. We're very well. This show has. But at least uh, the ABC's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, Harvey was a weird rockabilly. Like he had, th- he was also kind of yeah. a dud, but he was a dud who was trying something in high school. Go get a thing, dude. Get a thing. Be way too into a subculture nobody likes anymore. Yeah. Real quick, uh, before, because I can see Taylor getting antsy, um, I want to talk about. Uh, what Sabrina and the Wicked Sisters did to the dudes. Yes. I really like a witch, or I really like anyone who uh, makes the punishment fit the crime uh-huh. or the criminals. Like, you can't use that on everybody, but she knew exactly what would destroy these right. idiots, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, put them in a homoerotic situation and take away their boners. You know, you can't do that. If you, if one two punch, if she did that to me and Mike, we'd be like, "Yeah, this is Just how we normally high live." High five life. for days, making <laughs> yeah. out and can't get hard. Making out and can't get hard. Yeah. All we want is to make out and not get hard. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. Do you guys have moments of the week that weren't that? Uh, I I really enjoyed uh, Sabrina looking around in the dark baptism, uh, and her hand is cut. Which rethink your thoughts before your hand is sliced right, wide yeah. open. Oh, but, and also. Uh, a tiny cut will do it. That yeah. was a gigantic cut. Like, mm, Huge cut. Just in case you haven't realized we're evil. Uh, her being like, this is the exact opposite of what you told me was going to be down. And no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, her reaction, like, it was just so clear and logical. And be like, y'all see how Trump's lying? I'm going to leave. Yes. this. I feel like this is going to get political in the background. This is about to become a hardcore allegory. And you know how much I hate that and talking about that. Of course. Uh, my moment of the week is um, Sabrina runs from the signing, the book signing. And so the bad guys chase her, and Ambrose runs out, and he's like, um, and he clearly is lying. He's so nervous and lying. And he's like, uh, I put like a house protection spell on this, and then it cuts the Dark Lord. What's his name? Father Evil- Blackwood. Father Blackwood. And he's like, oh, damn. And he walks away. He's like, oh, I totally buy that, and I'm out of here. I'm not tough at all anymore. So whatever that spell was, that well, guy is nervous. If you run around in robes all day, you, yeah. everybody assumes you're ready to fight. Uh, my moment of the week was another Ambrose moment. It is when uh, Sabrina comes down the stairs in her uh, dress and is unveiled. And just Ambrose's face when he sees her, he's like, oh. I wish I hadn't called her cousin so many times. Oh, man. Ambrose, I think, is my favorite character. He just kills it every episode. I love Ambrose. How much fanfic is already on the internet of Ambrose and Sabrina? A lot. lot. Just based on Taylor's website. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ambrose and everyone. Uh, Sabrina's on Netflix all the time. Just watch it. It's good. Uh, your next show this week is Black Lightning. On last week's episode of Black Lightning, Tobias schemes to clear himself of any suspicion of Alvin's death. <gasps> Simon- Alvin! <laughs> Simon and Theodore remain at large. Meanwhile, Jefferson has it out with Anissa and Jennifer and Bill and Lowry. Oh, uh, that sounds like too many names. Mm. I don't... What is this? Guess who? Have it out with one person per episode. Yeah. Right. Maybe two. Look, yeah, what is this? A very special episode? If you have it out with one person, you could be right. If you have it with two, you might still be right. If you're having it out with that many people, look to yourself, my friend Jefferson, because oh. you're probably in the wrong. I don't like hearing that at all. <laughs> do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is when Jefferson's like, I don't know what to do. I'm having it out with too many people. Uh, is there some sort of app I could go to? Uh, oh, here's Twitter. Is there something I can do on Twitter? And then he uh, followed your pop filter on Twitter, and he was like, oh, my God, 
All my fucking problems are solved. I am now getting along with my family, and I get quaint little pop culture jokes at a nonstop rate. Oh, it's a good place. Black, uh, yes, Black Lightning is on CW on Monday nights. Your next show this week is Iron Fist. On the eighth episode of Iron Fist, Danny shows Colleen his punchy punch room to try to convince her to take the fist. Joy leaks blood out of her head. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. (laughs) All (laughs) Joy leaks blood out of her head all episode like a badass. Misty also convinces Colleen she should take the fist, and Danny and Colleen defend their rec center from Davos and the Foot Clan. Taste buds, I ask you this. Who's arcing harder here? Colleen from Ninja Assassin to Sensei to Vigilante to Community Organizer to Iron Fist, or Ward from Spoiled Rich Boy to Spoiled Rich Boy with a Conscience to a guy who realizes he's a suit even when he's not wearing a suit? I feel like whatever room you try to convince someone they should take the fist, that should be called the rec room. (laughs) (laughs) It it goes to the punchy room and it takes the fist again. (laughs) It's I've watched so much of the show that I didn't think any of that was innuendo until I saw your guys' mouths agape. While like we're fisting so, each like other. Like you're ready to take the fist. <laughs> um, when you say arc harder, uh-huh. do you mean uh, more or more interesting? More interesting. Oh, then it's calling. It's calling for sure. I love Ward. Uh-huh. You know, I love me some I Ward. I love some Ward. But when I say I love Ward, I mean like his one-liners right. and his weird performance. <laughs> but uh, Colleen is so much more interesting to watch. But at least these are two characters in a show that doesn't have a lot of characters uh, arcing. It's interesting that two characters... And Mary has an arc here. And I guess Danny's also doing it. But uh, just how much character work... No Netflix show does a lot of character work except for Jay Jones, uh, season well, one. You, uh, ca- characters are welcome on... Is it USA? That's why. Yeah, it's Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Netflix just says, we got hallway fights. Netflix is so many episodes. Yeah, yeah. Netflix is what else you got. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I Colleen's... So often when a hero is like, I don't, I shouldn't do this thing. Oh, should I do this thing? You roll your eyes and go, I don't care that the comics did this. Fuck you. And all, every single conversation she had with different people of, I don't think this is what I should do, made sense to me. And I fucking loved it. Well, the other thing too, even in uh, movies and TV that are not based on comic books. What? You ever done that? No, I've what? never heard of it. Um, the reluctant hero, every time they say, I don't know if I should do this, you roll your eyes and like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to sit here. And wait for them to become the hero, because we know that it's going to happen. Right. But yeah, when Colleen does it, it is interesting. And also, the show fucking tricked me. Because in the last episode, Danny was like, you know, Colleen, you should get the fist. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then at the beginning of this episode, uh, they were like, you know what? Never mind. That was just a th- well, way to end the last episode. Right. And then in the end of this episode, Colleen gets the Colleen fist. Colleen got the fist. And she I- got it so hardcore that Danny was like, wing, stop. And then there was a guy that delivered... Hot buffalo Fucking. wings for everyone to enjoy, oh. and, and and just more cementing why Mist, why we need Daughters of the Dragon, the TV show. Uh, her and Misty talking, and Misty giving a very like old school Stan Lee speech, but did not make me roll my eyes or gag when she went, "No, he- no one is born a hero. It's hard to become one." Like, fuck yeah, Misty. She was, she stopped just short of saying, "Sometimes it takes like a season and eight episodes <laughs> to figure out how to do it." And then and then them continue to talk about just their friendship. They're like, we barely know each other, and this is the healthiest thing I have to relationship. It was delightful. Next week is the finale, uh-huh. and two weeks ago, I couldn't believe how much I wanted to watch nine. I can't believe how much I want to watch ten. Right. It's canceled. That's fine, but Iron Fist fucking figured it out. This is your Walking Dead. Do you guys have moments of the week? Uh, my, well, I have two, and they're both Colleen-based. Colleen versus the Foot Clan. Uh that all her fight moves showed all of her emotion of anger that her new little sidekick just got killed. 
but that she doesn't want to murder anybody anymore, but she still hurt these sweatpants wearing kids in the most brutal way possible. That was so well choreographed and well acted. And then uh, her spitting this out in a funny way and not too mocking is she was still trying to talk Danny to keep the fist. She said, Danny, you trained for years. You fought your friend and you fought a freaking mythical beast. You should be the iron fist. And to be able to say all that without smirking. Well done, Colleen. She, yeah, I think that uh, character and actor, like, just killed it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, she's no ward. But, um, yeah, my uh, moment of the week is at the end of that fight scene where it's, the camera stays on the fight a little bit longer than most one-on-20 fights do. Uh-huh. Uh, where if you're fighting 20 people, you can't murder them all, right? It's right. just like, get away from me so I can get to somebody else. They're sort of attacking one at a time, but sort of not. Uh, but the camera stays a little bit longer to watch them all get up and then like think about trying again. And then just be like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> no, wait. This is calling. We've done wait. two weeks of karate. Maybe <laughs> we shouldn't take on this person who trained her whole life. When they ran in, they were like, I'm a yellow belt. And then at the <laughs> end, they were like, I'm just a yellow I'm belt. I'm a yellow belt. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist is on Netflix all the time. Watch it. We'll be watching the final episode next week. Your next show this week is Legends of Tomorrow. This week on Legends of Tomorrow, Ray joins a Brit punk band and takes on the name Rage in order to get close to a magical shapeshifter and continues his streak of sticking up for misunderstood evil girls by convincing the crew not to send her to hell, but instead keep her on the ship wearing Amaya's face. Meanwhile, Nate and Gary become time bros and buck bureau protocol, leading Nate to admit he was still struggling with losing Amaya. Gentlemen, I ask you this. How excited are you for Nate and Gary time cops? I guess we needed... I don't know why we need this for a while. I thought Nate was getting written out of the show. I don't love... Which now all of a sudden pisses us off. And right. So it makes us yeah. excited. I guess we need, like, adventures back home. Like, you need to split up the show. The show needs to grow and it's trying to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. I don't think I like Gary as much as the internet seems to. Or the I, show seems to. I, I like Gary a ton. I love Gary. Yeah, when I say the internet, I mean you. Yeah. Uh, but I like Nate finally being cool he's not cool with any other other characters but for no. him to be like the seasoned veteran rolling his eyes at this young buck i like him in that role it's like he was that uh kid who got held back a year uh-huh. and wanted to because he was a nerd you know when he was a freshman but if he's a sophomore with all the rest of the freshmen right. then i can finally be the cool person i did like the bit with uh the taco girl just where like she kept showing up and uh a, they still are never going to give us Gary's last name. He is just Gary. Uh, and then, like, she's obviously hitting on Gary, and they mm. just, like, mind wipe her. And it's like, all right, you got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, for, and because it, it's Legends, if it was any other show, I would roll my eyes and be like, you'd be better at top secret bullshit. But it's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> uh, she was so into Gary, I thought she was a villain. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wondering if she's gonna show back up next episode, but I think that might have just been it. I think that was just she's an actress I recognize. She's somebody who pops up in like every sitcom for an episode or two. Yeah. Meryl Streep. She's some sort of Meryl mm-hmm. Streep. So, uh, how did you guys feel about the the main storyline, which was the Ray joining a Brit punk group and hanging out with them? Was that did you enjoy seeing Ray yes. as a as a punk? Can I say very good? although not Legends good. Like, it didn't have enough going on for me to freak out about this episode, Mm -hmm. but it was fine. Yeah. This was the episode where, like, my roommate came home and was watching it with me. He's like, oh, this is the show that you, like, really love a lot, right? And I was like, 
yeah, you don't need to watch this episode. <laughs> please don't watch this week's Walking Dead. Please, please don't watch that. Yeah, it, yeah it, there, there was little fun character moments. I really, right. I liked Constantine and Mick hating each other and Sarah rolling her yeah. eyes at both of them. Uh, and I, I liked Rage. Uh, yeah, but there's not the bat shitness we've come to expect from Legends. Th- this no, was a more unicorns su- at Woodstock. Yeah, I think this was a more subdued episode, mm-hmm. and I think it was because they needed to do the. I think I think the actress who played Amaya is back on the show now. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. But it, the I, the other actress I really liked. I, I don't know too. if we need unless we're going to go on this long emotional journey for Nate. I don't think we need that other actress to confuse things even more. I don't think so. The other actress. Did steal this episode very well, and yeah, I thought handled some weirdly fucking on the nose bullshit of just because somebody's different doesn't mean you should attack them right away, right? Uh, and then we don't have her anymore. And, and she, her character bit was really great with the like, don't be a fucking like gatekeeper to this like thing that we're doing. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing that we're doing is like not. A, like putting labels on a whole bunch of things and like being that like don't be gatekeepers to this you're not inherently cooler like everyone started from somewhere right i thought that was a good bit and that whole bit worked well for me and now we have amaya and i don't know it feels like they knew they needed to close the loophole from amaya's storyline but wanted the actress to stick around and so they just figured out a way to do it last season and then brought her back like what three four but now she'll in. be a punk ass so that's funnish I didn't. Yeah. I didn't find the loophole like blatantly nope. open, and I did not need the actress back. I'm not saying no. she's like hawk bad. No, but she's not no. hawk bad. But this is a show that more than any other that's taught us characters will leave. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and also, we have so many characters. Like, uh, what's the other newer girl's name? Zari. Zari. I love Zari. She needs more screen time. Yeah. There's characters that need more screen time. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like they're going. They were trying to do that with Constantine's plotline mm-hmm. this week. And still, I I still want more of her. Like, every time she's on, I'm like, I want more. But I, I do think this is going to be a step back if they bring back Amaya. I think my issues actually might be just, I don't know if Ray is a good A-plot mm-hmm. as a character. Because I yeah. totally forgot about the fact that Zari and Constantine hung out. And the whole deal with the fact that my parents were awful. Right. But also, I can't kick my way to break the timeline I will fall over in Pratt Falls. Yeah. That's perfect Legends right there. That was great. That yeah. was Legends. And, and I almost wish that that had been the main storyline is just Constantine trying to give his father a vasectomy. And time knows. Like, they can punch each other in the face as hard as possible, but time knows that Constantine will kick in such a way <laughs> right. that that guy will not be able to have kids. That's yep. how Constantine kicks. <laughs> He's got them kicks. Alright, do you guys have moments of the week? Uh, a lot. It's Constantine and Zari. And... and yeah. From I wish I hadn't said panties because uh, she talked about it, his mom, but it was uh, him saying he's not into hugs or friends, and she's like, "You don't know me. That would be lame." Uh, and and I think it's that somebody like Mick is angry and is like, "Oh, this is bullshit," but obviously loves it. And Zari is still new enough that she's like, "A lot of the stuff we do is bullshit and meaning it." So the, yeah. the relationship between them is my moment of the week. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, one there w- when Gary and his taco girl were, were talking. Yeah, Nate has a perfect. I'm bored, walk away. Just like, <laughs> it was a perfect delivery. And the, the other thing too is that I am, I'm tired of Gary. Like he's run its course and it's not because like Legends is bad at coming up with new stuff. The other characters are great at repeating old stuff and which is my other moment of the week which uh, where Ray sits down next to Mick and says, all right, just keep looking at your paper and we're going to be secret and Mick immediately hits the paper out of his hand. That's old Legends. That's what I want. Uh, my moment of the week was a Gary moment with Gary and Ava where uh, she opens the coffee machine she goes 
did you put butter in the coffee machine again? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> I like that's the little moments that I'm excited for for the Legends Office spinoff. Mm-hmm. Is I want those little bits and just one quick second to start a scene, and that's where they kill it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Mike, what do you think the next show is? I think based I on my math, I just can't wait to talk about it. It's probably Powers. Oh, I would love to talk about Powers, guys. I have some bad news. We are out of time, so we're not talking about any more shows today. Mm, there's wait. more shows to talk about, Taylor. We watch I shows. I legally have to talk about these shows. Oh, what a bummer for you guys. Well, I mean, if you really want to like start a petition and like go all like uh, what like move uh, on, move on, yeah, then uh, why don't you do that? And but I don't we- want to move on. Well then, staystill.org. What about former Angels first baseman Mo Vaughn? Nope, not going to do that. That is makes me furious. So former Angels pitcher Mike Napoli, stay there, Lee. He's a catcher. Former Astros pitcher Nolan Ryan. Yes. There you go. That. There you go. (laughs) There you go. We're not going to do any more shows on this episode, but instead we are going to do another little mini episode (sighs) that's coming out on Monday. What? I know. There's too much time. There's too many shows. There's too much time. God There's too much time. I don't know what There's to do with all this time. time. It's spilling out of my pockets. I came here to the studio knowing for a fact there would be no bonus shows. And you lied to me. I lied to you. No bow shows? Well, there's going to be bonus shows. Just tune in on Monday for the rest of the shows. Do we get to, can we yell about what we're going to talk about on Monday? Yeah. We're going to talk about The Gifted. The Gifted. What? Two of them. Two of them. The Daredevil. What? Daredevil. The Riverdale. The Riverdale. That's, that's, that's why we need a bonus yeah, show. Yeah, we need a bonus episode for that one. But uh, if you want to tune in and skip over Riverdale for no reason, next week we're going to be talking about Iron Fist, and that's going to be our main show next week. If you like this show and you want little uh, clips of it, you can go to YouTube.com, search for Your Pop Filter. There's little uh, bits of it set to video, and it's very good. If you want to contact us in a more long form than like the Twitter mentioned earlier, you can do 1562-DRDJPOP. That's 1562-DRDJPOP. He's a little robot associate who takes our phone calls for us. He takes all our messages and he delivers them to us. One of his hands is a red iron fist. And his other hand is a word processor. And his uh, his dick is like the two of those things combined, where you just like punch words. Your, if you want to email us, go to contact@yourpuffilter.com. It's an email address. You know how that works. But if we you, should we should point out that if you email us, no robot will be involved. Yeah, no, there's no nope. robots there. It's just no Google bot. who reads all your emails. Oh, fuck yeah! If you like podcasts, we do them, and that's a good thing for Fact. you. Yeah. Uh, if you like this podcast and you want more sort of similar like it, there's stuff like uh, Movie of the Year where these two guys and Greg, who is dead, go through a, a year in movies and they go through the most popular movies of that year and they try to find the really best one and they're pretty good at it. They're, I would say, the like leading voices in that area. Absolutely. Right now we're doing 2004 in real time. Longest year of the life. year. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, it's a long year and 2004 was a very good year for me. I was 12 years old. And gotcha. that, was a, that was a good time for me. God, we're all young. Yeah. We're all the same age and we're, we're so young. We're all, we're all the same age and so young. If you were 12 in 2004, you spanked it for the first time to The Passion of the Christ, a 2004 movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, those fucking abs. Uh, if you like the show The O.C., which I don't, but some people do, these two chuds will talk about every episode on The O.C.D. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys talking about right now? Right now, 
It, we are in the midst of a great two-parter episode. Oh. No, no, hold on. That's not a two-part OC episode. No. That's one single episode. So good, Mike. The goodbye girl was so good, we had to say goodbye twice. Uh, that makes me very furious. So tune in for that if you like that show, or if you like me, don't tune in for that. And instead, tune in for Taylor Talking Taylor. It's a show where I, and sometimes a guest, discuss other Taylors of note. This week, uh, uh, we released a new episode. It's out on the first Tuesday of every month. But I had uh, my good friend Alana Rice on, and we talked about the Taylor Dane cover of RuPaul's Supermodel that was featured in the Lizzie McGuire movie. That I is, I can't believe she would deign to do that. That is inception of pop culture, the things you said. Oh, yeah. Did you take a break from the Duran Duran series? Uh, we have filmed the, or filmed, yeah, we're doing crazy. Just uh, put it on an 8mm. Yeah, the, uh, there's another episode of the Duran Duran series coming out soon. We, it is recorded. Uh, we haven't yet decided if it's coming out as the next monthly episode or if it'll be out a little bit earlier. Or maybe we'll throw it on Patreon and Patreon subscribers can listen to that early. Who and knows? You guys promised that you would add one Duran per episode? Yeah, so now we're at Duran Duran Duran. I cannot wait for the 300th episode. Oh, man. Just saying the name of the show. It's going to be so then, good. That's all the time we have. Yeah, so uh, tune in, uh, subscribe to that podcast, and uh, you'll be yeah. able to get... So many of these you could just check every week. You don't have to subscribe, even though you should obviously subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Taylor Talking Taylor comes out so baffingly limitedly. No, I, it's very close to subs- the first Tuesday of every month, right? It's, I know. It's pretty close. But that's... I only know that because it's on my calendar highlighted <laughs> because I did that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, like, sometimes people forget. I don't know when a month changes over, so yeah, subscribe your, to Taylor Talking Taylor. I don't either, and that causes problems for me schedule-wise sometimes. On your calendar, it says text every the first Monday of every month, text CEO of Pop Filter to scream at Taylor about the episode that's due tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, Alana, you want to hey. come over? <laughs> Are you like dating the guy that I'm doing Duran Duran podcast with? Uh, why don't you just both carpool up? Ooh, that's a little behind the curtain. Yeah, I didn't oh. know anything about that. Oops, now sorry. we all know that luscious secrets of Taylor talking Taylor. Give it a little peeky behind. I made fresh bread for them. That's peaky all the Peaky behinders. Yeah. Oh, peaky behind the fresh breads. I love the show Peaky Blinders and people give it shit and it's a great show. That's I've only all heard pod- good things. That's- or I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Uh, that's all of the podcasts that we have. Uh, uh, I only watched the trailer. I just saw the sneaky peaky bl- 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 blinders. Worth it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Iron Fist next week for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Greg. And for Greg, I'm Cassie. And for Cassie, I'm all the other unnatural 20s. And sometimes we watch Iron Fist. That's it. Go into the show. You shut it down. Oh, no. We're going down. We're taking on water, Captain. Oh, oh dear God. No. The humanity. The, oh, the special Jesus. effects are crazy. Save my 